Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and I hope that you're having a wonderful Saturday. Well, now spring has officially arrived, and you know the temperatures continue to warm up throughout much of the country. And I can tell you, right here across the South, Mother Nature's paintbrush is splashing colors all across the countryside. And you know, spring is such a beautiful time of year. And in many parts, uh, well, right here in Edgefield County, the peaches are in full bloom, yellow jasmine, red buds, dogwoods, daffodils, and so many other plants just popping out in color. Well, as we all know that, uh, you know, we're prayerful for our country and, uh, during this, this, uh, pandemic with the coronavirus and impacting our lives and, you know, the recommendation of social distancing, uh, you know, don't distance yourself from the outdoors. Let me tell you, fishing and hunting, uh, those opportunities are right there. Hiking, uh, it's an opportunity to distance yourself from the crowds and and uh, enjoy all that mother nature has to offer so take advantage of that and you know we're going to remain prayerful that our country is going to come out of this and uh, uh, we're going to be good well I can tell you the turkeys are fired up I heard them this morning and the fish are biting I've seen them down on my pond and I can't wait to get back down there to try to, to entice a few to the to my to my tackle that I have and that means before you head out to the woods and on the water, why don't you go online or go to our catalog uh, for Bass Pro Shops Cabela's. You're going to find the latest gear, the very best prices on everything you're going to need for both fishing, turkey hunting, and all those activities outdoors. Well, folks, we got a great show today featuring one awesome guest and professional bass angler, host of the family-friendly Timmy Horton Outdoors television show, a good friend, Timmy Horton. Timmy, as many of you know that follow professional uh, bass fishing, he turned professional angler in 1991 and what was real, or 1999. And what was significant uh, during that year, uh, the following year, won the 2000 Toyota Tundra Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year Award as a rookie. And that feat hasn't been matched since. He's 11-time Bassmaster Classic qualifier, six career wins, 42 top tens. And Timmy officially was the very first Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour angler and was the first pro to sign when Major League Fishing, the league, was created back in 2018. Some of you may remember last November, uh, Outdoor Channel had a special there, and Timmy was featured with other Major League Fishing pros, Edwin Evers, Ott Defoe, Kevin Van Dam, along with other bass fishing legends, Bill Dance, Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, and, of course, Johnny Morris, where they fished in that major league fishing format. And I can tell you, Timmy hit it big. Well, with that said, I want to welcome back to Outdoor World my good friend, Timmy Horton. Timmy, welcome back to Outdoor World. Hey, Rob. Glad to be here, buddy. I, I, I love hearing your voice. And, you know, we, we all we, we all go and transcend into, into memories that we have. And some of my favorite memories was watching you teach me my favorite passion to turkey hunt when you hosted the NWTF show and just uh, always great to be here with you buddy well thank you you're kind and you know it's a different world today than uh, it was just a few weeks ago you know with our nation being impacted by coronavirus and you know it doesn't mean that you can't fish or turkey hunt so I want to ask you as a professional angler with things sort of on hold tell us how you and your family are doing and and what you're doing outdoors at this very time? You know, we, we obviously are, as a family, we're praying for this uh, this crisis in this country, but there's some some small blessings that you find. You know, we, we went out to the local farm pond. Uh, Kim and I had the kids out yesterday, and, and um, 
and, and just got outdoors. You know, I, I know with their busy lifestyle, they're they're all teenagers now, and uh, with their busy lifestyle, I could have seen them, you know, hanging out with friends. But here was a situation where we got to go out to the pond yesterday and catch some bass, and just had a big time. We rode around on the tracker ATVs and just just enjoyed enjoyed that, you know. And I think that's yeah. something that families can look to right now, you know, get out and, and go fish down by the creek bank or uh, go in the woods and watch the woods wake up and listen to a turkey gobble. I, I think that is, uh, that's some, some, you know, people can get out and do that, adhere to the isolation uh, or, or, you know, the social isolation that we've got because being out in the woods and, 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 and being out by the creek bank or out in the boat, um, there's not a better place to be with a family member instead of sitting in the house, you know. So it's just uh, that, that's some of the things that we're doing. And, 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 and I really am trying to uh, impress that on the on the fishing fans through our social media as well. Yeah, man, you're 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 right on, brother. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a blessing for us to have that opportunity. I, you know, I think about so many people that are in these urban areas that, you know, they can't walk after their to their farm pond and and do what we're doing or jump on their tracker and here here we just have a minute before we got to take our first break but what was it like uh, to be included on that outdoor channel special with legends like bill and roland and jimmy and johnny and of course uh pros with you know with kevin and ott and edwin what was that like for you yeah our, our fraternity of of kevin ott and edwin you know i see those guys every week and it was just a treat for all of us to get with really the generation that launched this this professional bass fishing that so many high school students and college students and everyone enjoys now and 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 you know I fished with Roland I think Roland turned 80 last week um, and and watch how precise he was with his cast how he was in the boat it was a uh, really really influential to me to, to to see how he has stayed active throughout his life and walking the turkey woods and, and doing things in the boat and staying out fishing that was uh instrumental and, and then just to hang out with with mr morris for for the week there was uh was incredible we had a conservation dinner the night before and uh with the with the state of arkansas and missouri and he's so big into conservation just i, I don't think the general fan realizes that it's not just something he puts up in his store and he does he just believes in it it's at the root of who he is and um it was it was just a treat to see the laughs and the smiles and the the bantering back and forth it, it was one of the most special tournaments that i have competed in in my entire career it was really a cool, cool yeah. moment yeah well look we're gonna take our first break i want to come back to that when we come back uh, folks we return we got a lot of fishing to talk about with timmy and i'm rob keck your host right here on bass pro shops outdoor world and we will be right back This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back hair. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answered, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World right here uh, uh, on this beautiful spring day. And if you've just tuned in, we're visiting with professional bass angler, Timmy Horton. You know, we were talking about, uh, you mentioned Johnny and his commitment to conservation. And, uh, you know, it is the core of of what Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is all about. It's the core of Johnny Morris. And, uh, you know, what what an opportunity to, to share that, uh, you know, on national television. And, you know, I think about what a powerhouse of bass fishermen in that special. Uh, gosh, you guys living the dream. And, you know, so many young anglers out there uh, that are looking up to you guys and the messages that you give. I got to ask, you know, what's it like to be a bass fishing pro at the level you guys compete at. 
Yeah, it's it is, Rob. It's it's really cool. Um, it's humbling as well. It's so neat to go and and you'll see a, a son standing over there with his dad at the boat ramp over there, holding his hat in his hand, and he's sharpie and he's timid, and and <laughs> that's the neatest thing. Say, hey, buddy, come over here, you know, and they light up and smile. Th- those are the moments that are that are really cool, and. Um, uh, you know, those are the guys that, that follow what we do. And what we do is entertainment, but it's also educational. You know, I, I, I really get a kick out of somebody coming up to me that said, man, I saw you catching fish in a tournament doing this. Or I, I watched you on your television show and I went to my local lake. I went out and I bought that gear and it worked for me. And and you can just sense that uh, that you made a difference in, in something that they enjoy. Um, so that, that part of it is really, really cool. Well, it is. And, you know, Timmy course me being a lot older than you uh the impact you made on that little kid signing his cap you know somewhere way down the road it's going to come back to you uh when he's an adult and he'll tell you in your later years just how important that was for you to sign that cap and the kind of example you had been to him to wherever he ends up i've had that happening to me timmy that i had one kid 40 years ago at the grand national calling championships i was emceeing and i had him up on my knee at five years old and he was really good on a mouth call and wow. last year he gave me a call and he said i'm coming to the masters in augusta and i wondered if i could stop and have you autograph this picture well the picture was him on my knee 40 years ago and he said wow. you've been my hero ever since so i'm just telling you uh, you've got something to look forward to in the seeds that you're planting and taking time with them. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's a pretty heady feeling. You know, we, we're making a difference in a lot, of, a lot of young people's lives out there. Well, look, Major League Fishing, tell us about this format. You know, a lot of people aren't, they haven't caught up with this yet. Tell us about that. Yeah, the coolest thing about Major League Fishing is, is the, the, to me, the conservation of it, the uh, – um, you know, catchway release and, and, and watching those big fish go back into the water. Um, you know, the tippy tap, my, my daughter's letting her little weenie dog out there walking through the hall. But, um, <laughs> but, but I think that is the, um, the biggest part of it is, is the catchway release. We enjoy, we just got back from an event down in Lake Fork in Texas and Texas parks and wildlife does an unbelievable job on their fisheries. And it was so neat to watch those giant bass get weighed in and immediately put back into the water. So that was, that was really cool. And um, and I think the the live uh, you know production that, that fans can sit and watch and and uh, watch the performance as it goes on is is really cool as well. Yeah, it is. Well, is it more difficult to fish uh, major league fishing than say the Bassmasters or the FLW tour? I think from the standpoint of it's a little bit more nerve wracking uh, to us as anchors <laughs> because you know how you're doing, you know if you're behind, and you know if you're, uh, you know, doing well. Or the biggest thing is that when you start hearing score tracker happening, what happens is you start playing through your mind. Okay. Um, you know, this angler over here is doing well. What is his strength? You know, and then you start thinking, am I doing the wrong thing? Do I need to be doing probably what his strength is? So so that aspect of it puts a lot more of the algebra <laughs> into the equation, I guess, so to speak. But um, uh-huh. but it, it's a whole lot of fun. We, sh- we sure enjoy it. And, and the fans, according to the, to the numbers of the viewership, they're loving it, too. So it's just really a really yeah. cool deal. Well, it's an inspiration, especially when you look at the growth uh, of high school uh, competitive fishing, college competitive fishing. And, uh, you know, the question comes up, how does a pro get to earn his way to major league fishing? Yeah, you know, it's it's that stepping stone is there now um, through the FLW Tour and the lower levels of the BFLs qualifying up through the FLW Tour. And um, so, you know, when a kid gets out of high school, if he if he wants to go to college and compete, he can do that. There's also scholarships available for that now. Um, but the stepping stone uh, to qualify for the FLW and then the FLW to the to the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour is uh is completely there and 10 new anglers will be coming in each year and if you look at other sports if you look at nascar if you look at pga um those numbers are are a little bit more uh i I guess you would say uh reachable um because 10 is a pretty pretty good size number for 10 new to get to the top level of the sport every year yeah well 
How about the purse? Is it uh, how how big is that? You know, when you look and you say, okay, I got to make a living here. I got to pay for groceries mm-hmm. and to feed my family. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, the, the most exciting thing for that that an angler can look at it is um, there's no entry fees, and and the so you that's the biggest thing because you know I can remember Rob when I got into it and I got out of college and it was time to start my career. I wanted to give pro bass fishing a try, and and my parents had just helped me get through college. It wasn't their place to help me, you know, try to pursue my <laughs> dreams. So I started a guide business and saved every nickel I could and slept in my van at tournaments and. Uh, um, really you know really just watch my my dollars to to be able to make a living uh because the entry fees were so great you know when i when we left um you know the elite series i think they were up to fifty thousand dollars a year and when you throw in wow uh, you know gas and everything else you're looking at and that's the part that was heartbreaking so it was hard for someone to get out of high school get out of college and say hey i want to go do this now if they're good enough to do it they can get in and, and, and not have to be, you know, come from a financially wealthy situation to be able to come in and do it. And that that to me is more exciting than what we're enjoying. I think the, the what's going to happen for the for the for the sport and the, the young kids coming up are really going to reap the benefits from this. And it's it's really exciting to see. Yeah, it is. That's really cool. And that'll take us right to our next break. And folks, when we return, going to continue our visit with Timmy. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, your host here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us, and we will be right back. Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets. I'm John Jenkinson. It's all about the rural lifestyle and the ag industry. It's not just farming. Your money. Hi, this is Christina Loren with the Market Day Report. Our coverage of news, weather, and the commodity markets targeted to rural America. Your information. I'm Darren Hefty. And I'm Brian Hefty. Darren and I host the Ag PhD Radio Show. Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said, There could be no greater issue than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org to learn more and take action. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us. Have you just tuned in? We're visiting with professional bass fisherman, television host of Timmy Horton Outdoors, my good friend, Timmy Horton. Timmy, how long uh, have you been part of the Bass Pro uh, National Fishing Team? Yeah, that was... um Man, the actually the year I'm one one angler of the year, my very first year on tour, um, I was working with a boat company called Procraft Boats, which Tracker Boats owned at that time, and then uh, phased over to Nitro Boats. So basically, my whole career, all 20 years, and um, it's probably been uh, probably been the biggest highlight and biggest blessing for me. Um, is to enjoy the places like Big Cedar Lodge, you know, for some of our meetings and and to just. Uh, you know, see top of the rock. I think if, if, if people want to put something on their bucket list for the future and plans, um, just having dinner at top of the rock is one of the most amazing things you'll, you'll ever see. And, uh, but, but that has been a blessing for me for the, for the past 20 years. And, um, I know, you know, talking about big cedar and, and this is just a great Johnny Morris story, but, but one night I was, I was coming to an immediate event. This was probably about 15 years ago. And when I pull off of Highway 65 there to go to Big Cedar, as you know, Rob, it's pretty rural with some winding turns, and oh, and yes. and this vehicle is following me, and it's about 11 o'clock at night because I had a I had a tournament that finished up that that Saturday, and I'm driving all night to get to Big Cedar for an event that starts the next day, and uh, this vehicle follows me all the way to where where I'm staying there at Big Cedar, and I'm thinking, man, okay, this is either a fan or 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 somebody's fixing to jump me, you know, and uh, and and I open the door and get out in the headlights, I can't really see. And I hear I hear uh, Mr. Morris go, "Hey, Tim," and uh, and he wanted to show me some photos from where he and John Paul had been uh, had been fishing, and it was just a treat that it, that that he followed he he seen my vehicle somewhere coming through, and uh, and he followed me in all the way to show me those photos, and that's just who he is, you know, he's just a yeah. 
Yeah. He's just a, a loving energy person and, and loves life and loves to share things with people. And uh, I, I don't know, that just, I know you could tell hundreds of those stories as well. It was just really cool. Well, we've all been blessed to, to have that friendship and that love from Johnny. I mean, he's just, just one tremendous human being. Well, your television yeah. show family friendly why don't you tell us about the format there's some out there some listeners are saying well maybe i haven't caught that thing yet tell us about it yeah timmy horton outdoors um we uh we air on the pursuit channel and and um we're on you can go to timmy outdoors.com to see all the airings listings there and i'm also a part of the bass pros uh which airs on the outdoor channel that's bass pro shops television show i think we're in year 14 now on that uh, so that's really cool. But on Timmy Horton Outdoors, we're really a highly educational show. Um, our goal every episode is to teach anglers to be able to go out and catch fish. And we really mix it up. We travel all throughout the country to try to keep it not just regional here in the southeast where I live, but we go up to Minnesota. We go up to New York. Uh, we have plans to go out west here in the coming years, but um, all the way from Lake Falcon to Lake Champlain, we've done shows. So that's the biggest part of it is to teach anglers to catch more fish. We really, even before we go out and, and, and you know, decide how we're going to do a technique and mix it up, we will really try to, you know, get our notebooks out and write as many teaching tips as we can down so that we, when we get out there, we remember them. And because we take yeah. so much for granted when we're out fishing that, uh, that we don't talk about, you know, and so you almost have to take it to the different levels of, of fans that are watching the show because not everybody knows what a Carolina rig is. So it's not, we have found just, don't say, hey, let's go catch them on a Carolina rig on a point. You need to explain what that is, you know. Yeah. So that's the biggest part of it is the educational part that uh, that we enjoy. Yeah. Tell us again how people can find, where they can find your shows. Yeah. Go to TimmyHortonOutdoors.com, and it has all of our list. Um, all of our listings and um, uh, but we're on the pursuit channel and we are four times a week all at great times so uh, definitely set your DVRs and then we do a, really a lot of tips on our social media uh, and that's Timmy Horton underscore bass uh, on all of our social media channels we're on YouTube uh, Instagram Facebook all of it so well both you and I have filmed for television for quite some time and uh, anyone that has ever filmed for TV they've had a few bloopers just ask Bill Dance well, how about uh -huh. Timmy Horton? How about Timmy Horton? Can you share a, a memorable blooper that uh, that uh, you know just always was there in your mind? Oh man, we've we've had so many of them. It's so fun. I, I, <laughs> one of the things I get to do in in between fish catches is because I get to singing a song. I'll get it. I'll get it uh, in my head, and I don't think nothing of it. Uh -huh. uh, well, my producer has been saving those unbeknownst to me, and has got a bunch of them compiled. So <laughs> we'll probably see those come out before <laughs> before too long. But uh, yeah, those uh, those definitely happen. That's for sure. I love the just the unexpected and, and, and watching Bill dances bloopers is just phenomenal. He's just a treat anyway. So. Oh, he is. He is. Have you ever fallen off the boat while the camera was running? I have not. Now, I've had the camera guy fall out of the boat before, but I, and, and, <laughs> and, the, and the one time it happened, he did. Well, I've had it happen twice. Uh, and, and one time the camera went in, and one time the camera got thrown back in the boat and did not get wet. But um, but luckily, in, in filming, I haven't. In, in tournament competition, um, I have fell out of the boat, but not during filming. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, with Timmy Horton Outdoors, you know, family-friendly, you know, at the end of the day, what is your hope that's the takeaway by your television viewers? Just just learning to, to, to enjoy our sport and learning to catch more fish. And um, that's the biggest thing. I enjoy people coming up to me saying, I, I watched the show and I, and I went out and did that technique on my home waters and it worked. That's what moves me. Mm -hmm. um, that's what that's what I enjoy, and I still enjoy bat tournament fishing. I do. I enjoy the competition, um, but there's nothing that moves me more than a fan saying they learned a technique by watching my show and it worked for them. So, so what happened was they went out and 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 got that enjoyment out of it. And it, it, you know, as well as I do, Rob, there's just something special about all of the outdoors that that until you have that inside of you and you have that feeling, it's hard to explain. It's just like watching a kid you know, watch that bobber and then all of a sudden it goes under. You're never going to see that happen, that that four, five, six-year-old is just not laughing as hard as they can. And then that, and then what happens with that magical moment is it's through your whole life. You know, then you go watch that same person at 60 years old, 70 years old, reel in a bass. 
you you forget everything else that's going on, and it's it it it's just the truest, greatest, purest sport in all of America, and it's just we're so lucky yeah. to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, Timmy, I still enjoy watching a bobber go under. I promise you, I do too. There's nothing like that. Oh, man. My, my dad's favorite thing in the world to do is crappie fishing, and I really hope I can get him out this spring and do a little bit of that. But, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I was talking to my father-in-law, my wife's dad, the other day, and, and, and he and my wife's uh, sister, they have this big fishing trip they do on the creek every year, and, and he just talks about how much he enjoys that. And that's 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 what this nation needs to get out and do right now. Yeah, you know, we take, do. everyone is so busy, especially the kids. Um, and, and, and these parents and grandparents now have an opportunity to get them out and, and get out in the outdoors, even if it's hiking, even if it's um, just getting on the creek bank, uh, getting out in the woods and listening to the turkeys gobble. And it's just uh, uh, it's just a great opportunity for this country to get out and enjoy some of that with everything going on. Yep. We come back. Uh, we got to take our break right now. I want to talk about that gobble. Well, look, we're out of time here. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back with more bass fishing with Timmy. And I'm Rob Kack, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. You know it takes the right habitat to conserve and grow healthy wildlife populations. At Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, we're committed to helping landowners voluntarily protect land and wildlife habitat forever. Benefits here go beyond protecting habitat for upland birds and wildlife. Native grasslands protect soil, provide valuable resources for the ranching community, and serve as a natural filter to enhance water quality for all. We need your help to protect America's grasslands for future generations. Creating and leaving a legacy is within your reach. At Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, we're here to help you make a difference. Healthy habitat and abundant wildlife. Build it today to last forever. To learn more about how you can help us protect America's uplands, please visit us at pheasantsforever.org slash legacy. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you just tuned in, we're visiting with the 2000 Bassmaster Elite Angler of the Year, outdoor television host, Timmy Horton. You mentioned in that boat, gobbling. Well, I can think of Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, Kevin Van Dam, and yourself as top pros that also absolutely are head over heels about the gobble of the wild turkey. You know, I'll never forget, it was back in the early 80s. I got a call. I was in the office. Of course, at that time, I was uh, running the National Wild Turkey Federation. It was rolling. And he said, darn you, Rob Keck. He said, you have ruined my life. I said, how's that, Roland? He said, my wife's about to leave me. My sponsor's about to quit me. And my feet have not touched the bottom of my bass boat in the last 30 days. I said, you must have been turkey hunting. That I did. He said, I have been, and I love it. He said, I can't stand it. I can't kick this habit. And uh, I've got to ask you, what is it like when you're out there fishing and you hear that gobble the wild turkey and the season is in? How do you react it's to that? It's tough. You know, it's um, <laughs> tur- turkey hunting is, is one of those passions that we know we have that small window to get it in. And we know our schedules. And, and so those little moments, those little windows of three or four days here in April or three or four days there at the end of April, um, you can't explain it. it it's just um, to, to I, I guess, because you're communicating with, with that wild animal and and the, the hearing and, and this is my morning, Rob. This is this is the start of the day, and this is coming. You know, is is, is turkey hunting yeah. is now opening up throughout the country. Yeah. Is is getting out in the woods, and it's pitch black, dark, and then you start seeing a little blue sky, and then the songbirds start waking up first, and you hear the redbirds, <laughs> and then you're going to hear that first crow, and then that second crow, 
And then about the third or fourth, a turkey's going to answer that and start gobbling on the roost. And hearing that 30 minutes of the woods waking up um, and then hearing that bird and communicating with that bird and trying to, to work him in um, is one of the most fascinating things that uh, you just can't explain. And once that gets inside of you, it's just uh, it's just the coolest thing. And and, and, and and I love the taste of the wild turkey. I love how they, you know, as far as the game and, and, and us fixing it at home and preparing it. So just the whole complete circle of that sport is um, – it's something that's just unquenchable. You know, it's, it's, that's the only way to explain it. Yeah, well, you're giving me chill bumps right now. And, uh, you know, I've heard Roland talk about, you know, at a time when he could carry a shotgun in a bass boat when he was in a tournament, uh-huh. hearing a turkey gobble and pull up on a point and go up there and, and kill that turkey and then come back and fish. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, quite, Roland is quite, actually who, uh, who got me started. You know, I, I knew a guy like Gunnersville that I always stayed with. And he said, Hey, I'm friends with Roland Martin too. Do you mind if Roland stays with us? I was like, no, that'd be great. Well, that was the first time I really got to know Roland. And it was, it was early March and we were coming back to Pickwick for a tournament in April. And he had asked me, and I did not turkey hunt at all at this time. I was 27 years old. And he asked me, did I know a place he could go turkey hunt? And I took him, my grandfather had a little bit of land out on his farm and we went and all we had happen that day was a Jake come in, but it was, it was, it was late season. The Jake was gobbling, and uh, it's all right. Uh, Nothing we wrong. Ended with up it. not taking it uh, that day, but but it was, uh, you know, we didn't take it because it was a Jake. Just let it go. But anyway, that struck in me, and it became my passion. So so I'm thankful for Roland to get me out. And you know, that's just a story that that can unfold right there. I always enjoy being in the woods, but. I bass fish, so in April I was fishing, you know. But until you go out and experience with someone, um, you never know, you know, how you're going to trigger something for them that lasts the rest of their life. And I'm so thankful that he took me in the woods turkey hunting that day. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, of all the techniques that you employ out there in the water while the pressure's on, what's your fishing technique that is your strength and why? Oh man, my, my absolute favorite is uh, crankbait fishing. I I love throwing, as we call it, the big plug, and I love the the shallow cranking in the spring and the the deep cranking in the summertime. We actually have a line of lures that that I have designed uh, for profound outdoors, and and those are available at, at most Bass Pro Shops locations. But the the Azuma line of crankbaits, we have the Azuma Square Boss, which is. Uh, um, you know, a square bill crankbait, which is real good, Rob, in the springtime this time of year is the basket up shallow. And then as they move out deeper, we have a Z-Boss 10 all the way to a Z-Boss 25 that covers all the different depth ranges. And the coolest thing about that crankbait is really its design and how hydrodynamic it is. But, uh, but boy, that, that gets my juices flowing when you start talking about crankbait fishing. That's, that is, that's my favorite. All right. Well, tell us about the technique and making them work. Yeah, I think the biggest thing on, on crankbait fishing is is being able to make long casts. Um, you know, I use a, a Lose BB1 Pro and, and and being able to make those long casts. The trick to that is because it's basic geometry. When you throw a crankbait out, you've got a certain amount of line. And the paddle on that lure actually pulls that lure down. Well, as, you're, as it's coming to the boat and pulling down, you're losing line uh, distance. So the longer cast you can get, the more you're going to be able to keep that lure down into the strike zone. And then the biggest thing that um, that you see on crankbaits is it catches big fish. You know, you look at the most recent Bass Pro Tour that we just had. My good friend, friend Ott Defoe won that event uh, down at Lake Fork. And Ott is in, in, in last place, basically coming into the final round. And he finds a big school. And what does he win on? He wins on a deep diving crankbait. You know, and, and that just goes to show how you, once you get those fish fired up, they get really competitive. You know, and it, it, Rob, it's kind of like four gobblers and one hen. You know, they're, you're, you're, you got the odds on your side because they get competitive. You know, and, uh, and in fishing, it's the same way. When you get that first fish fired up in that school, it gets the entire school going. Yeah. All right. You mentioned all those different crankbait options. Which one is your go-to? Which one is your favorite, considering all conditions? If you had my one abs- to pick. Yeah. My, my absolute favorite is the Azuma Z-Boss 20. That's actually the lure that I set the Major League Fishing all-time record with a few years ago down in Kenansville, Texas. Um, but the Z-Boss 20, uh, by far, my absolute favorite. There you go, folks. You just heard it from the pro himself. Well, look, we're going to take uh, our next break right here. When we come back, I want to ask you a question about new lures, new baits that we uh, uh, that our listeners might uh, not be aware of. 
So when we return, going to continue our conversation with Timmy right here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. Today's hunters are facing some real challenges. Nationally, we lose 6,000 acres of upland habitat every day. Hunter numbers are not keeping pace with population growth. Each of these puts our hunting lifestyle in danger. With your help, the National Wild Turkey Federation is tackling these challenges head on with its Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative. Our volunteers have committed to increase wild turkey populations and protect our hunting heritage by improving 4 million acres of habitat, creating 1.5 million new hunters and opening half a million new acres to public hunting. Join the NWTF today to help make these bold goals a reality. Visit nwtf.org for more information and to find out how you can help protect our way of life. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And we are back. And thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you just tuned in, we're talking with Bass Pro National Fishing Team member Timmy Horton. Timmy, uh, I know there's always new tackle coming out there and uh you know people are always looking for something new something that uh you know might give them that little extra edge or put a few more fish in the boat what do you see out there what what can you share with our listeners yeah i tell you one that's really cool that just came out and it's called an um a claude hopper jr and it actually is a, a really micro small crankbait that has only one hook on the back. You know, most traditional crankbaits we see, they have two hooks on them. And this one has one hook on the back. It's really balanced. Um, that lure is really trending right now with people fishing around shallow rip wrap and, and uh, as the bass are up shallow. And then another one is, is a lure that's going to be a real good lure when the fish first get out and get offshore, and it's called a big boss. It's really a big bodied lure that... Um, uh, that's going to dive in that six to eight foot range, especially when the shad spawn starts happening around May, late May, and those fish get offshore on those on those shallow water bars during the shad spawn. Um, that lure is also going to be a really, really good lure. You know, there's listeners out there right now. They maybe, uh, you know, have fished saltwater, uh, deep sea. They, you know, maybe just been crappies or uh, fishing for panfish. But what do you love most about bass fishing? I think the coolest thing about bass fishing is you can never win. Um, you, you every time you think that you have them figured out, they they do something different on you, and and that's the biggest challenge. And then the other aspect is really just how they fight, um, how aggressive they are, and to watch them attack a topwater lure. Um, they're just they're the most dominant fish in in, in freshwater, you know, and and they're pretty much. A, in every state outside of Alaska. So that part of it's pretty cool that they're all throughout the country as well. So, um, and, and they have flourished overseas in, in, in Spain and South Africa and France. And, um, that part of it is just really cool. But I, I think overall to answer that, the, just the sportiness of the, of the bass and how aggressive they are. Yeah. You know, you mentioned just a little bit ago about Ott being in last day coming in the final round and then ending up winning, uh, Certainly there's times out there in a tournament when uh, the mental part of this game has to be a challenge. And uh, talk to us about how you mentally prepare to compete professionally. And then do you ever get nervous before tournaments? <laughs> you know what? When you when you have a chance to win and you're right there um, or you're right on that cut line, you know, that as we talked about earlier in the broadcast, that, that is one thing that um, – that is different with the Bass Pro Tour, knowing where you stand. So if you're going into that last two or three minutes and you're right there on that bubble of making the cut to move on to the next round, that gets nerve wracking. Uh, that gets intense. Um, but the, the psychological part of, of getting prepared, I think, is is being prepped as much as you can before you get there. You know, that's the same thing with your tackle. You know, if, if um, you know, you get to, uh, you know, you go and bow hunting and, and you get out there and you, you forget something. Everybody knows how detrimental that is. And, and the same thing with fishing, being prepared before you get out on the water um, is uh, is the biggest key to me to be able to, to not get stressed and um yeah you know then and then once you get there trying to get comfortable in a pattern as quickly as you can and, and the biggest tip that i could give to the up-and-coming anglers is go fish your strengths don't go try to 
skip boat docks if you'd rather throw crankbaits or vice versa. Find what works and then go make it work on that lake and be, uh, you know, fish your strengths and don't try to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Well, as any professional in any sport, certainly there's challenges that you have to address, challenges that you have to overcome, whether they're mental, physical, uh, climate, etc., uh, the weather. What's the greatest challenge as a professional angler that you face when you're out there on the water or even before you get on the water? I think uh, managing your time is probably the toughest thing that, that we face. There's so much travel uh, that goes involved into what we do and, and then, you know, appearances and everything. I think uh, managing your time is probably the, from a, you know, from a business, social, all of that standpoint. Um but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I've got to see this wonderful country of ours. Um, when I am home, it is the best quality time in the world with my kids. And, and um, you know, so so I think uh, I think that aspect of it is a challenge, but but wouldn't trade wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Yeah. Well, you mentioned kids. Talk to us about getting kids outdoors. I know that's. Yeah. You know, we, you. we talked about, you know, my wife and I, Kim, we had. We had Leah and a bunch of her friends out yesterday. This is a challenge that I always say, whether I'm doing seminars or or talking on my television show. Everyone that enjoys the sport of fishing or enjoys hunting had a grandfather or a dad or an uncle or, or a mom or someone that took them. Okay. What we see now happening is so many kids that don't or don't have access to that first influence. So what I try to challenge, um, you know, the dads and the grandfathers and those that have boats or those that has access to a place to go hunting is tell the kid or the grandkid or the daughter, or the granddaughter, invite somebody from school that's your friend that you don't think ever gets to go hunting and fishing because, you know, some, some parents enjoy golf, some parents enjoy the beach, some parents enjoy travel. And, and that kid may not get that one moment. You know, I talk about that moment with Roland Martin with me, turkey hunting. If that kid can just get that one moment of watching that bobber go under or, or, or hearing a turkey gobbler, watching a buck walk through the woods, then something that will get in them that will last a lifetime because we all need that one something, regardless of what it is. As you go through life as adults, you think about the people who whose passion is the outdoors. They work all week long to have that moment on the weekends. So I think that's the biggest tip we can get. Yes, we need to take kids fishing, but we so much get caught up in it being our own kids, which is wonderful. But we need to encourage at least one trip a year where you get your kids to bring somebody that normally doesn't get a chance to go fishing. Yeah. You know, one of the questions I get so many times, especially it relates to turkey hunting, uh, at what age should I take my kid out? Well, you know, mm-hmm. that's uh, uh, a great question, whether it's fishing, whether it's hunting. Uh, we only have about 30 seconds here. Can you give us a quick answer to that? Yeah, I, I think um, I think the biggest thing is it's up to them. Uh, you don't ever want to force that. And and if you do get kids out fishing and they want to play in the minnow bucket, let them play in the minnow bucket. Uh, you know, let them let them sit in your lap and steer the boat as you idle from one place to another. I think that's the biggest thing. But I've seen kids that are three years old that enjoy it, and I've seen kids that don't get into it till they're a little bit older. Always encourage, but let it be up to them. Yeah. Well, that takes us right to our final break of the show, and uh, we're going to talk more about kids and a whole lot more. And you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and this is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. We are the young minds that will shape tomorrow's world, but today, the world is in your hands. What's your vision for the future? Since 1937, Ducks Unlimited has been the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation, and we've had the same vision for the future for more than 75 years. A future with clean water, abundant wildlife, plenty of places to enjoy nature, and wetlands, sufficient to fill the skies with waterfowl today, tomorrow, and forever. Sure, there's still a whole lot of work to be done, but we know we can turn things around together because we are the next generation of DU conservationists. And with a little help from you, our future is looking really bright. Ducks Unlimited, working for conservation for generations to come. A public service from Ducks Unlimited. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. 
welcome back to our final segment of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we've been having a wonderful visit with bass fishing pro, television host, turkey hunter, and good friend, Timmy Horton. You know, Timmy, we were talking about, uh, you know, it's, it's up to the parents to make that decision. But, you know, we live in such a protective society today, and, and, and for good reason. But, uh, you know, I've seen so many kids being, they miss that real window of recruitment by parents that, you know, they're afraid, well, my kid might fall in the water, or my kid's too young to, to shoot a gun. And, uh, you know, I look at that recruitment window into hunting. It's usually between the ages of 5 and 10. And uh, we've got to do everything we can to, to try to, to certainly keep our children safe, but to get them outdoors, as you're talking about. Let them play in the minnow bucket, if that's what it means. And, uh, you know, I know two weeks ago, I had, had a 5-year-old with me uh, uh, turkey hunting on a youth turkey hunt. And uh, he brought his little... Uh, pad that he can draw pictures on because there's sometimes uh you know there in the blind where the way we were hunting that day uh there's some empty time and so you know you don't want them to not like the experience that they're having and let me tell you when that turkey came in strutting uh that little ipad went to the side and his excitement level he when it was all over he said this was the greatest day in my life and uh, that's what we want to do so you know i want to encourage all those parents out there, get them started young. Just let them experience even a little bit of a time. Well, Timmy, it's spring. It's turkey season. You've talked about favorite time of the year. And uh, where is it that uh, you're going to be when you open the turkey season? Franklin County, Alabama, uh, and it's uh, Willow Oak Lodge. And, and we've actually opened a, a hunting and fishing lodge there. Folks can vi- check it out by going to visit Willow Oak Lodge. But it's just a special place that uh that we enjoy and and it, it has a such a neat setup that the cabin's kind of on top of this hill in the valley you can hear birds echoing from each each side oh. of the um of the valley so that is just uh we we always plan some kind of dinner that night before the opening day of turkey season and and just getting out and and, and enjoying that that is um that that is the day that's on my calendar every year that is um uh, that that night before having a good dinner with the family and uh, getting up and enjoying the woods um, and, and Kim and I getting the kids out and enjoying turkey hunting that's that's what we're looking forward to coming up yeah that that ritual is, is so important your hunting lodge is is that uh, open to the public can people book a hunt there it is. We've actually got several turkey hunts uh, booked already for this spring, and, and we they're fully guided. So, so if you you don't have a lot of expertise in hunting, you can come and enjoy and let the guide help you uh, call a tom in. And uh, we we're booking whitetail hunts for the fall as well. Uh, the the lake is currently under construction. We're building a small I call it a lake. It's about a twenty acre pond, but it's going to be stocked with Florida strain bass and. Uh, just going to be real cool the way we've designed the lake with underwater rock piles and flooded willow bushes and really a cool teaching environment down there. So um, it is, but they can go to visit willowwoke.com and, and book a turkey hunt and come hang out with us. How would they find out more about that to book a hunt? For a tr- yeah, uh, all of that is, is on the website and it's it's the website is, is just like this. It's all one word, visit willowwoke.com. And, um, so it, they can go there and click on the hunting packages. We actually have some really cool trips where they can come turkey hunt in the morning and go out and catch some crappie in the afternoon uh, and enjoy, come back and enjoy the crappie by the campfire. So just, just some real cool experiences, and uh, um, we'd sure love to, love, love to have some, some of the, your fans out there listening come hunt with us. I want to come. <laughs> hey, you know you've got an open invitation anytime, buddy. No, you're so kind. Well, look, you said where you're going to open the season. Any other states on that list uh, for this this year? You know, my wife and I, uh, Kim is an avid hunter too. She likes to deer bow hunt a little bit more than turkey hunt, but we we have a bucket list go to, to, to try to do the slam in one year. And we're probably a few years away from getting the time to do that, but... Um, uh, but we, we sure want to put that on our agenda. As of right now, everything is just planned in Alabama. I go to a place in Kentucky. Um, I have in the past, and I may try that again. It just depends on how scheduling goes. Yeah. Okay. What do you like better, bass fishing or turkey hunting? It's turkey hunting. <laughs> the fans don't get down on me for saying that, but my favorite thing in the world is a gobbler coming in. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Tell me about uh, the the travels that you've made. You know, 
you've mentioned about traveling the country. You know, there's so many beautiful parts uh, to this great nation, and, you know, so many that never get to see it. What strikes you as maybe one of the most uh, interesting, maybe scenic, uh, of all the places you've been? Uh, where would that be? I would probably say Thousand Islands in upstate New York. Uh, that uh, It's up around um, Niagara Falls there, but it, that is... Uh, that is one of the most breathtaking places that we go, seeing all of the islands with the little houses out on them scattered throughout there around Clayton, New York. Um, I really enjoy that. North Alabama here where I live to me is one of the most beautiful places in the in the country as well. Um, but that's a couple that jump out. Minnesota is a real neat state with all, you, you know, you can not be catching them at this lake and hop in your boat and just go down a little ways and uh, go to fishing again. So um, those are the first that jump out, but I would probably say Thousand Islands or Lake Champlain in Vermont. Those two are really beautiful. All right. Before we close, I want you to give a fishing tip, a quick fishing tip to our listeners so they can go out there and catch the bass of a lifetime. I would I would say this right here. Don't be afraid to use bigger lures. Bigger bass um, really feed on on bigger meals. They eat big crayfish. They eat bigger bluegill, bigger shad. So if your goal is to go out and catch the biggest bass of the year, your personal best, don't be afraid to use bigger lures. You're not going to catch as many fish, but when you catch one, it may be the fish of a lifetime. Very good. Very good. And how about a final thought just to leave with our listeners? Uh, could be fishing. It could be hunting. It could be conservation or all three. We just have about yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I think... Um, Obviously, be uh, be minded in conservation and everything we do. Um, but but I also think with the environment we're in, with uh, the coronavirus here with, within the country, and, and getting kids outside, we're 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 in an isolation uh, situation, and 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 there's no better place to be right now than the outdoors. Um, get those kids out fishing, and 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 just enjoy those moments with them because they sure go fast. Great thought. Timmy, thanks for being with us today. Congratulations on a super successful career, all that you're doing for hunting, fishing, conservation, and promoting our and protecting our rich fishing and hunting heritage. Thanks so much. Folks, that's going to wrap it up today right here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I'm Rob Keck on behalf of Bass Pro Shops, where our adventure, your adventure, always starts right here. Thanks for answering the call to conservation. That call to preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. We'll see you next week. This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, talking all things outdoors, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations. 